Hey, hey guys, welcome to another episode of Her 360. Today I'm really excited because we are talking to Miss Kenya Kelly of KenyaKelly.com. And let me tell you, I found Kenya on TikTok. And I know you've heard a couple of episodes where I found these amazing women on TikTok. But when I found her on TikTok, she was coming from the angle. She's a 30-something year old woman, just like I am. Someone, you know, they talk about us older millennials being on TikTok. And she was like, I ain't too tall old for TikTok. And as a matter of fact, several bags later, let me show you how this goes. She's an amazing businesswoman. She has an amazing story. And she loves God with all of her heart. And she loves helping people build sustainable businesses. And she's even doing it now by helping you understand how to use TikTok. But even better than that, Kenya and I today, we talked about some real life stuff. We talked about challenges that she's had in her marriage. We talked about the idea of being able to set boundaries. There's so much in this episode that I cannot wait to unpack as you listen. But once we're done, make sure you connect with Kenya because she is an amazing woman. And if you don't do anything else but stalk her TikTok like I do, there is so much for you to learn from her and she will definitely be an added benefit to your life. So without further ado, let's hop into today's episode as we talk to none other than Miss Kenya Kelly of KenyaKelly.com. Let's hop in. You're listening to the Her 360 podcast, created for boss moms and wives committed to slaying their family and professional goals. You could say this show is the intersection of being a really good boss, a really good mom, and a really good wife, and doing them all on your own terms. Together, we'll have unfiltered conversations with moms from across the world about what it really takes to have the life you dream about. Kay has designed this show to be a safe place for honesty, vulnerability, and empowerment to support one another as we boldly go after life's dreams, tear down old ideologies that keep us hostage, and as we pursue our own modern definitions of success. If you're an ambitious mom looking for a community that supports you while you continue to evolve into the woman that you and everyone else loves, then stick around because you're already amongst a good group of girlfriends. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Kenya. How Hi. are you? I'm doing good. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you, friend. <laughs> let's go. Oh, my goodness. So, guys, we are talking to Kenya Kelly of KenyaKelly.com, okay? And I can say a lot about Kenya Kelly. I found her on TikTok. Y'all know I have been finding everybody on TikTok. And, you know, this is a side note. I know that I am not the best TikToker, but let me tell you what TikTok does for me. It allows me to digress in the evenings. And a lot of times I'm watching for hours, both for stuff that is lifestyle driven. I found a whole bunch of recipes on TikTok. (laughs) But then I also, because I'm a business person, business people pop up in my For You page and Kenya popped up in my For You page. (laughs) And I was like, whoa. I love her. Her energy is amazing. It's a brown woman. She looks like me and she's killing it over here on TikTok and she's teaching other people how to do it. So I want to talk to her. So that's how she ended up here, guys. So, (laughs) yay. Insert round of applause. (laughs) But Kenya, I know that that is just very surface level. 
to who you are. So if you wouldn't mind, do you mind sharing a little bit about who you are, what you do, uh, so that the people can know who we're talking to? For sure. So yeah, so I'm Kia Kelly. I'm a branding and video marketing expert. And basically, I teach people how to make money online using short form video, including TikTok and Instagram Reels and like building their email list all in the process. I love it. And all of those things that you just said, I'm sure people are like, oh, God, here can't go again. But the truth is we cannot get around those things. It's inevitable. If you are not focused on building your email list and focused on creating short, consumable content in this season, sis, Mm -hmm. um, you're going to miss the boat. So, you know, at least you get to hear from somebody else today. And I'm Mm -hmm. off that soapbox. Now, (laughs) here on the Heart 360 show, Kenya, we like to highlight women that are living a balanced life. We always say that this show is about being a really great mom, wife, boss, woman, all at the same time, doing it on your own terms, creating your own sense of what uh, normal is, your own traditions, so on and so forth. So when I'm talking to you ladies, I always like to start with, you know, what that kind of means to you. And I know, that I didn't prepare you beforehand, but when you think about being like this boss chick, like what does that really mean to you and how have you kind of come into that? For sure. So like I'll be 40 this year and at this time I'm single, I don't have any children, just have my three little cats. Um, But I have from the beginning of when I decided to be an entrepreneur, even when I was married, one of my things was I want, I don't want to be a public success and a private failure. That's number one. Uh, And then two, I wanted to have some type of balance in my business. People say that a balance in my life, people say balance is impossible. And I'm like, that's a lie. You know, uh, I feel like you can build a major empire. And if you start it from the beginning, knowing that you're going to be somebody's wife, somebody's mom and or stepmom, bonus mom, whatever, then you could be building a business, which is what I'm doing to where I'm not tied to it all day, every day, where I'm not on my phone when I'm with my kids, when that time happens, where I'm checking my phone on a date or whatever with my husband or boyfriend or whatever. And so when I look at what a boss looks like to me is like, she's building her thing. She's taking care of herself. She's taking care of her business, but she's also not neglecting her house in order to be able to do so. And you know what? I really like that you pointed that out because, you know, especially on the internet, we're all on the internet, right? We get this narrative that in order for you to be the boss, like something's got to sacrifice. And I 900% stand by what you just said is Mm -hmm. that balance is real. You create it based off of what you desire your lifestyle to be Mm -hmm. and you operate your business as such. I think that as women, we have to really recognize that because a lot of times, I don't know about you and your clients, but I know when I'm talking to clients, a lot of the overwhelm comes because there are no boundaries. Correct. Uh, The business is running them. They're not running the business. Mm -hmm. uh, And they've forgotten that I went into this so that I could live the lifestyle that I wanted to live. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I wanted to be stressed out and overwhelmed, I can go hit the clock. Easy. Yeah, exactly. Easy, easy, easy. So how do you do that in your career? Because you are everywhere. So (laughs) you travel to speak. Um, You're a content creator, uh, somewhat of an influencer or an influencer online. So how do you create those boundaries for yourself so that 
business does operate the way you see your life, not just for now, but in the future. Yeah. So one of the first things was I had to understand my own value. I had to understand that boundaries don't keep people out that boundaries actually let people in, um, mm-hmm. that it's an opportunity to say, hey, you are welcomed into my life, into my space, but here are the parameters of, of what that looks like. I didn't know about boundaries until somebody had me read a book called Boundaries. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a book called Boundaries and Dating. And once I started reading books like that, it like helped me to know this is actually healthy. And I think a friend of mine, she, uh, I was a new friend of hers. And I think I text her like one morning at like 5 a.m. And she got me real good. She was like, hey, people don't text me until 10 a.m. with my husband. Um, This is this at this time. And I was like, oh, I didn't like it at first. But then I was like, that's actually really healthy Mm -hmm. because her first thing in the morning isn't me. It's to, you know, it's to her, God and her husband. And so when I started building my business, I built my business to where like with my consulting clients, none of them have my phone number. Right. We do all we did all the consulting on like freeconferencecall.com. And then now we do it all on Zoom. And even if we have a long term client, you know, they're still on email and on Zoom when people are in my inbox, whether it's on TikTok, or on Instagram or on Facebook. And they're like asking me for business advice. I will kindly say, hey, I would love to assist you. Feel free to send us an email and we can set up a time for a paid consultation. And oftentimes people will be like, well, I just got one quick question. I go, hey, well, I totally understand. But what you're asking me is what I do for business and what I do for work. And I'm not trying to just be all about money, but this is how this is how I build my business. And if I answer you and all the other 1000 people with the same question, then I'm spending all of my time doing consulting work privately versus actually how I do it as my business. And I have just gotten to a point where it's like, I'm going to upset people with my boundaries. I'm going to disappoint people. People may talk about me or whatever, but it's like at the end of the day, I have to know that this is actually a really healthy thing uh, for me. And it's actually healthy for them if they if they actually saw the opportunity. You know what? That's really, really key in understanding, because would you agree that a lot of times, and I work with people to help them understand what boundaries are. Mm-hmm. It always, it never fails because I'm a digital market. We do all automation stuff. So we do all of their business automation, marketing automation, and in automation, you would be surprised at how, when I say, okay, this is the process because we're automating a process. It's, that's all it is. It's a system. Right. And when we start to identify the system, these what ifs start coming up well, what if the customer wants to do this? Or what if this happens? And I'm like, well, is that your system? Right. Is that your system? Well, I don't want to upset anyone. Yeah. So you'd rather overwork than to enforce a system. Because I I truly believe that boundaries are a system that we use to manage our daily lives so that we can live in some type of balance. So would you agree with that statement? Yeah, absolutely. And I I think that when a person is like concerned about, well, what if this person, what if, what if, what if, then what it really is, is like, there's a lot of different things. But one, it's like, I don't want to upset people because they may not do business with me. They may not pay me. Or I'm afraid that if I put this in place, that that's actually going to alienate people, that I'm going to do whatever, because they don't really understand the value of a system. They don't understand the value of balance. And they partially don't really understand their own value. That, you know, I don't care how much my prices are. I don't care how how many people don't want to go on the email to get the webinar, that this is how we roll. This is what we do. That person has to value them, their time and what they're building. And if they haven't gotten there, then they've got to do the work on themselves to be able to get there. 
And you know what else I find that helps with? It eliminates error. <laughs> and I'm not rigid. I, I do have flexibility. You know, there's always contingencies. It's what I call their planned contingencies. <laughs> so I'm not rigid. But what I have found is that if I go outside the bounds of the boundaries that I've created, it creates a lot of mistakes and yeah. errors on my part. Then I spend a lot of time doing cleanup and trying to bring people back, which just causes more stress, which is counter to what I'm actually trying to do. Mm -hmm. So the healthy part of that is not only for yourself and making sure that you live in some type of balance, but it keeps you in order so that you don't have to think about what I did for one. Mm -hmm. Do I replicate that for someone else? And then you find yourself in this hole where you have no idea where you are in your process. And now the client is controlling the relationship versus you controlling what you actually serve. Exactly. That's exactly it. Girl, we can talk about boundaries (laughs) forever. (laughs) ever, 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 Mm -hmm. ever, ever. Oh my goodness. So I kind of chuckled inside when your friend told you that, you know, hey, don't text me till 10 o'clock because that's my family time because I found myself in those situations. And I'm very clear at the beginning of the relationship. Hey, these are our hours of communication. Like my sister-in-law is so funny. On my Facebook page, I have an automated message. Anytime somebody sends me a DM that says, hey, I checked the messages between this time, this time, this time, and this time. You know, you forget that the automated message is there. So in stories, people reply. And if they've never replied before, they get the automated message. So my sister-in-law put me on blast one day because she, it was her first time (laughs) replying. And she was like, dang, I can't even give my niece a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. That's real though. I was like, sis, I love you. I promise you I do. But this is for my sanity. Like this is for my sanity because if not, then I won't have those moments in the morning to pay attention to the kids. I've got four kids. So in the morning and they at home because we in a panorama. So, (laughs) so they need me in the morning. Mm -hmm. I can't wake up being constantly attached to the phone. So that made me chuckle inside because I've too um, been called out, but it was the other side. Like, man, you press pause like that. I do. I'm sorry. And people get to see what healthy, what it looks like until people see it. They don't know that it's actually available (laughs) or that they can do it. And that it's possible for them. And let's be honest. I'm going to ask you a question. How many times has someone reached out to you and you've given them that response and they're like, oh, never mind, Kenya. I don't want to work with you. Yeah. All the time. Is it? Yeah. And what do you do in that situation? You say, okay, because the reality is for me, I want a customer that will at least respect the boundary. May not understand it, but will respect it because that's going to be a better performing customer because I'm setting expectations from Jump Street. This is how we roll. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Because like the truth is if we all went to Chick-fil-A, we, there's a boundary. We know we cannot go to Chick-fil-A and have Chick-fil-A on Sunday, period. You can sit in the line all you want and tell them you want whatever you want. You're not going to get it. Ain't nobody going to be there. Right. You can go to Chick-fil-A and ask for a Big Mac. You're not going to get it. So people respect the boundary of you get to order chicken. And they do that. But the challenge is that when people see you as accessible as whatever they see you as, like, you know, they don't think that that you as a business should have this type of systematic approach. And when they hit it, they're like, 
well, this person is whatever, whatever, whatever. But when a healthy person comes along and tells them, actually, that's actually pretty good. You know, my experience is that a lot of people come back months later and say, you know, I really didn't like that you have that. But I, I realize now because now I'm doing what you do and I see the benefits of it. You just look at them and be like, OK, <laughs> kind of get it side out like mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, you get it now. It's, it's important. You understand. And it's important. So. Now that we know that Kenya has healthy boundaries, so don't, you know, what's your time anymore? You can't even text Kenya. How about that? No, yeah, people don't have no access to text me. You know, even if somebody sends me an inbox message and I happen to open it, I'm going to respond to it when I have when I have the time to do so, you know. Or don't respond at all. Or don't respond. Well, I typically, I try to, you know, I like, um, just because people can see that you read it. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Especially on social media, they can see that you read it. So sometimes I just go, hey, I'm so sorry. I was really busy today. Yada, yada, yada. You said this, this, and this. Here's my prices. Here's this, you know, um, but I, I try to. Uh, otherwise, if I can't write it, I'll audio it. That way it's really, really, really quick. And people appreciate the effort of you trying to respond when you say, hey, today was really busy, da, 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 but I wanted to get back with you. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that. So you have had quite a journey <laughs> in your life, mm-hmm. quite a journey. I don't want to tell your story. I kind of want to help people because I feel like a part of your journey has contributed to your ability Mm -hmm. to be able to set these firm foundations Mm -hmm. for what you call your business. And I like to share these personal stories because there are always women listening on the other side that Mm -hmm. can relate. I was in a clubhouse room a couple weeks ago and, you know, you hop on clubhouse, it's parenting and influencing and stuff, but then it turned into a, hey, I'm going to do a divorce and it just turned into something else. And I was like, hmm. Like the amount of women that were able to say, hey, me too, was incredible. So I want to take a minute to talk about some things personally that have helped contribute to the strong woman that you are today. And you can feel free to share as much of it as you want. Um, And then let's chat about that for a little bit, just in case there's somebody going through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The craziest thing I've probably gone through is a divorce. Basically, I was a virgin until I was 30 when I met my ex. I met this guy at a Christian open mic night type thing, whatever. Uh, That's amazing in itself. We can talk about that on another day. But (laughs) girl. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I met my ex. We dated for three years. Then we got married. I'm a big Jesus girl. You know, the Holy Spirit is amazing. All the things. Hindsight's 2020. I know like now that I, I wouldn't choose him now knowing me, my value, but I didn't then. I think it was like six six months into the marriage, I started having dreams at night that he was cheating. And I was like, this is crazy. So I went to him and he was like, no, you're crazy. I'm not doing anything. And I'm like, okay, I just, whatever. I didn't know I, I could dream that in dreams. Right. And a couple months later, I started dreaming about moving. And I was like, why am I dreaming about moving? And then a guy woke me up early in the morning when he wasn't at home and told me to check our phone records. And when I did that, Whoa. there she was. And I was like, holy mother. And that was the most devastating thing on the planet. Yeah. At the time I was running this hair show called Return of the Curls. I had a hair show coming up a week later. I had another hair show coming up two months later in a different city. It sounds kind of narcissistic, but it was the most devastating, beautifully awesome thing that mm-hmm. ever happened to me because there was so much that I did not know about myself. I didn't understand grace and mercy. Um, yeah. I didn't understand that. I also didn't understand why I chose him, what was actually going on with myself. And 
everything that was laying dormant for all the years that I had read books and been entrepreneur before I met him was basically dormant. And the moment I decided to leave him, it was just like, it was like springtime. Everything just sprung up. And I was just like in shock what was happening with me once I decided to leave him. But it was hard. Man, that's powerful. You know, and I I am a Jesus fanatic as well. And everybody listening knows it. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I love about how God works is just what he did for you. It's like those subtle touches, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he was probably trying to subtly touch you before. <laughs> but mm-hmm. and I tell this to my husband all the time. Like God is going to cover me because I am his child and he is going to take care of you. Trust me. I don't have to do a thing. There are experiences that I've had because I was not a virgin when I got married. I actually had two kids prior to my relationship, Uh, but it had to teach me something and God allowed me to go through it, but he brought me out of it so that I could come out on the other side. I never imagined life like this. Mm. But just to hear that, you were held in that moment and protected mm-hmm. and now have come out and been able to flourish through that experience. I think it was Bishop Jake, but I heard him say, "Your sometimes your biggest blessings are your biggest misery. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. And that is the complete truth. So if you don't mind, can you talk a little bit about not the divorce itself, but just once you went through that trauma, how did you start to come out and start to realize that, okay, this happened to me. So now I need to start moving forward and pursuing what, like you said, it's been laying sleep inside of me for so long. Yeah. So I did a lot of different things to be able to heal from it, but I was very, very clear with the people that were in my circle. Like one, he had the cell phone. So, so nobody had access to my phone number, to me anymore. Cause once he got the phone, it was like, nobody had access. So I was able to just communicate with those that were closest to me. Hey, here's where I am. Here's what I need. Here's what I don't need. When you do this, this is going to cause this. If you do this, it's going to help me to do this. Very clear. Then I got two counselors. <laughs> one was an online counselor. One was an in-person counselor. I changed churches. I love my church, but I needed to be able to be with God, Holy Spirit and all that without somebody saying, where's your husband yep. or whatever. Some part of me just knew like, this is what you need to do. You know, well, Holy Spirit is smart, you know, right. um, but I allowed myself to just be where I was in it. Like the church that I was going to told me to get a journal and told me to start writing. I did not want to write because it was very painful. But the more that I wrote, the more everything was was pouring out. You know, it was just like really getting it all out. And I was just kind of like, you know, I begged God. I was just like, help me, you know, heal, but keep me from seeing him and keep me from wanting into the women he cheated with. Cause I needed, to, if I was going to be able to heal, I couldn't be like dealing with all this trauma in my city. And so he did just that. Never saw him, never saw any of them once, once I walked out of the, that house that last time. And I just went on this intentional healing journey. Like I would wake up in the morning and I would cry. I would get to work. And then at lunch break, I would go to my car and I would cry. I would cry when I got home and I would just cry. And I allowed myself to feel every single emotion that I was feeling. And I decided I'm going to feel this way for as long as I want to feel this way. I'm not going to tell myself that I should be over it. And I just did all the things. But in the midst of it, I was also, I got a better job. I got a new car. I started a business and I started making a killing in my business. And then God asked me to move from Virginia to Houston. 
And I just went on even more of a journey. And I just kept on this intentional healing journey, but it wasn't just healing from the divorce. I decided that there was a reason why I chose this person, right? This person isn't the devil, right? But this person had already had these characteristics. And so it was kind of like, what was going on in Kenya that would cause Kenya to choose a person like this? And so I decided to go on an intentional healing journey of like my entire life. And I'm still on that journey. Like it's been seven years and I see a psychologist and a counselor. And I think everybody should be seeing somebody on a regular basis. Um, And that's what I've been doing while building a business because it's like, it's one thing to go through devastation. It's another thing to build a business. And it's another thing to go back and say, let's go back to my mama. So when now my mama was pregnant, mm-hmm. when I share my journey online with people, I'm like, I want people to know the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I want them to watch somebody that has influence, but to say, dude, I got chin hairs. Dude, I'm missing three teeth. You do like my, my divorce was awful. You know, this is this is amazing. And to, to be real raw and because it tells a person, hey, I'm just like her, whether you're male or female, like she's literally just like me, like legit and you know, and it makes for like my witness is even more effective. It's more effective because I'm not hiding. I say, dude, I wanted to do bad things to him. I wanted my mm-hmm. uncle Tony to find out because uncle Tony would have went back to the pen, but I didn't because I knew it was the wrong thing, <laughs> you know, but when I say that to people, they're like, oh, you, I'm like, don't get it twisted. I have a bat. I wanted to use it, but I didn't. That's amazing. And one of the major things that I think I heard you say from that is that it was about you, not the situation. Right. You went inside Mm -hmm. and you started focusing on, you know, what in me allowed me to be here? What did I contribute to this? He cheated, but I had some contributions. (laughs) I had some contributions to this. And then in addition to that, I'm not just going to deal with this moment. I'm going to deal with everything Mm -hmm. that has everything to do with me. So you focused in on you. I know you said it's been seven years Mm -hmm. that you've been going through this process. And I heard you say it, and I just want you to repeat it. (laughs) You were in it and you allowed yourself to be in it. Mm -hmm. And you did not put a time limit on it that said, I need to be over this, Mm -hmm. or I should be over this. Because really, who can dictate how we grieve, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Your grief was divorce. Someone else's grief might be a parent loss. Mm -hmm. Someone else's grief might be the loss of a child, the loss of a home, whatever. Mm -hmm. Grief is a real thing. And we all go through it. And as a business person, someone that runs a company that is responsible for other people, sometimes you have to remember that you're not a machine. Mm -hmm. You're a person. And as a person, You hurt, you grieve just like the next person. And it's appropriate for you to pay attention to those things because you won't get to a position where you can really perform at your max because you're, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, You're pushing down what really should be used to elevate you. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's going to come out eventually. Like one day somebody's going to cut you off and go down the street. And ma'am, we are going to see you on YouTube with the biggest road rage. Or <laughs> an episode of Snapped. Because <laughs> it's going to come out. Yes. It will come out. So you have to make a choice to deal with it. Yes. Either going to deal with it now or you're going to deal with it later. Yes. And one thing that I know about God is that you could either deal with it or he is going to deal with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. period. There's no mm-hmm. ifs, ands, buts about it. 
you will either follow the process that you need to follow to restore or those things that you're focusing on to replace or to suppress what you think you need to suppress will quickly be removed or will not blossom into what you think they should because God won't allow it because you won't be ready for it. Mm-hmm. I don't tell this all the time, but I'll tell you today. I probably will post it on TikTok today too. But in the process, I remember when I was trying to get him to sign the papers, we had like a liaison and he just kept changing the papers. And I was just like, I don't understand. I got a dream. And God said, stop laying down and I need you to fight and get this taken care of. And I was like, what do you want me to do? He said, I want you to write him a love letter. What is you talking about? <laughs> A love letter. I was like, I trust you. So I wrote him a letter with his name. And I just said, I forgive you. And then I blessed him. Mm -hmm. I blessed his future wife, kid. And I just long, I think it was three pages. Gave it to the liaison. 24 hours later, he signed the paper. But wait, there's more. I think it was a year later. Holy Spirit was like, you owe him an apology. This is a lie from the bed of hell. (laughs) What? I'm sorry. I ain't said nothing to him. I ain't do nothing to him. And I was like, nope, I stuffed that. And then he just kept coming back. He had me listening to a book called The The Bait of Satan. I was just like, Jesus. And like, I just was not having it. Years later, I'm on the treadmill. Listen to, finally listen to the book, The Bait of Satan. And he says, you need to write him a letter, repenting, asking for forgiveness. And I was like, I got off the treadmill, went to my house and said, what do I need to repent for? He goes, everything you did that you haven't asked for for forgiveness for. He was like, you did not cheat on him. You're not the reason why the marriage ended, but you were not a saint while you were dating, while you were engaged or while you were married. And I was just like, and it reminds me of the Bible. It's like, we want God to forgive us, but have we repented? Have we like done our- It made an outward statement. (laughs) and turn from it stop doing it that's the key it's not just oh god i'm sorry it's god i'm sorry and i really am not gonna do this again like (laughs) god i'm sorry if you get me out of this situation i won't ever do it again that's not repentance repentance is god i'm sorry please forgive me and turning from Mm -hmm. uh, whatever that thing is through counseling Mm -hmm. through therapy (laughs) through reading books whatever you got to do Exactly. Make an effort to turn from a sincere effort to turn from it. I that's mm-hmm. amazing. So you wrote an apology letter, girl. As stubborn as I am, <laughs> that took a while. <laughs> it did. It took years. That took a while. What happened after the letter? So the letter was also three pages, and I just repented for every single thing I had ever done to him. Everything, everything, every lie, everything. And then I, at the end, I just said, I don't want anything from you. I just want you to know that I'm sorry. And I just signed my name. I put it in an envelope, put it in a second envelope and sent it to a friend. And I was like, can you please get this to, you know, his name? And I was like, it's not a mean letter. I was like, so don't worry. It's anything crazy. I was like, it's just God told me to do this. And I haven't heard from him. I don't plan on, he has no way to contact me or whatever. But after I sent it, I had a dream and God showed me him and I at a church service. He was sitting right beside me. And then I can't remember what he said to me, but he gets up and he walks away and he is, he's a very slim guy, but he was wearing a really big suit. And it was just as if he was a five-year-old kid walking away. And I was just like, God, what was that? He goes, you released him. You're, you're helping him now. He can heal what he's because doing. he needed that from you. And I felt, I think he said that you're one of the first people, first women in his life to ever really apologize and take ownership for the ways that they hurt him. I was like, 
<laughs> what? And now it's like, it's my honor to go to a person and repent for any way that I have hurt them, no matter how it makes me feel. That's an interesting perspective. I really like that. Yeah. Without being torn down, I never would have come to that place. Man, you know, that's a lesson to learn just in itself. And because, you know, we always talk about how forgiveness isn't mm-hmm. about you. It's not about the other person. It's mm-hmm. about you. Right. That's what they always teach us. Forgiveness is for you. It's not for them. It's so you can move on with your life, so on and so forth. But when you repent and apologize, like an apology, apology, doing what you did, sitting down and taking a really good assessment at what you had to contribute to the falling out Mm -hmm. of this. I think that's the biggest thing I'm taking away because I don't know. I have apologized. I won't say that I've never apologized. I have apologized. It's taken Mm -hmm. years, but I have been able to say, you know what? Not detail by detail, not in a three-page letter. Very detailed. Not specific. Just, you know what? I realized that I was not perfect and that I had some responsibility in our breakdown. And I'm sorry. And I forgive you. And I hope that you can forgive me and we can move on. Done that. And, and you're right. After that's been done, it's like a huge weight. There's no worry. There's no nothing. And then stuff just starts flowing Mm -hmm. in your life. And it's funny how God does that because I truly think that, you know, you can't be no bag lady, right? Eric, if I do make the song, you walking around with all of this stuff, you've got to release Mm -hmm. it so that you can have room for God to pour into you what he wants to give you. For the most part, people don't want to admit they're wrong and stuff, especially if the other person hasn't apologized, you know? And it's like, this has nothing to do with him. I've never heard him say, I'm sorry for, and it's like the more closer I got with myself and got with God, it was just like, this is about me and him. And so I've got to go and do what I've got to do. If I, if I told you how many people I've apologized to over the last, I just wrote my dad my letter and sent it on Saturday and with a check mm-hmm. in it for, hey, I borrowed this amount of money this time ago and I hadn't given it to you. You know, I guarantee you my dad is probably going to lose his stuff <laughs> because he, he hasn't been waiting on it, but he's been waiting on it. Right. Right. Oh, my goodness. This conversation is so good, y'all. Like, Kenya, I had no idea. Where are you even going? <laughs> okay, so we went yeah. through the divorce. We've been there. We're self-discovering, and we're still on a journey of really understanding who we are. Now, seven years later, you are where in life? Like, how is life treating you now? Yeah. So now I'm living in Northern California and life is consistently blowing me away. A year ago, I was focusing on my brand design business and I always talk to God about business strategies. He's, he's the greatest person that gives me my most strategic idea. And at the beginning of 2020, he told me to get on the TikTok. I thought he was nuts. I thought I was nuts. And other people online told me that I was basically no. But I obeyed because he's the number one person I talked to about everything. And it was a journey of learning the app, creating on the app, watching the slow climb. And fast forward a year later, 440,000 followers. We've created an entirely different stream of income in our business to the point where I stopped doing design work. We no longer do website design and all that. Love it. Companies like eight figure entrepreneurs are hiring me to teach them and their businesses how to use TikTok for business. And everywhere I go now, everybody wants me to speak about TikTok. Like right now, I think it was March 24th or something like that. I'm speaking at a virtual conference with Chris Jenner and Sarah Jakes Roberts. Wow. TikTok, the tickety tock. Yeah. Girl, listen, so my marketing team, they're so funny because I've got 
some younger generation folks mm-hmm. on my marketing team and they live and die by TikTok. Yeah. Live and die by TikTok. And we have been trying the TikTok. <laughs> it's mostly me. Yeah. It's me not letting go. Yeah. And just being okay. Because, you know, I'm an Instagram person. So on Instagram, it's pretty, it's planned out, it's curated. You know, it's carefully thought out. You expose what you want and hold what you don't. Yeah. And they're like, "Uh uh-uh. That ain't going to work over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't do that, Kate. Like, and it's so funny because they're like, the only reason why my two going on 22 year old has not come down here and interrupted us because I pleaded with the 16 year old. Hey, I've got a very important call. Please do not yeah. let little mama run in here. But never fails. All my Zoom recordings, there's somebody trickling down <laughs> and she's so rude. There's no excuse me. There's no nothing. Mommy, I pooped. Mommy, I did this. Like there's a complete. And they're like, you need to put that on TikTok. And I'm like, mm, no, girl. they like, Kate, for real. So when I saw you and I think one of the first videos that I saw of you oh, was about how <laughs> you were talking about somebody told you you were too old for TikTok. And you were like, uh, the bags later says I'm not. It was something to that effect. And I was like, uh-huh. I like her attitude. You know, and it's real <laughs> easy to go on TikTok and just kind of go and scroll down, scroll down. Yes. And I'm just watching your videos because I'm a TikTok creeper. I don't, you know, I haven't started yeah, engaging sure. yet. So I'm just scrolling down and I'm like, this chick got it. Like she has it, has it, has it. Yeah. And I'm over here scrolling, spending all my time watching. And my team is like, where the video though? Where's your video? And I'm like, "Eh, it's coming. In the meantime, I'm just going to watch Kenya. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. So I say all of that to say, how easy was the decision? Because I know for me, I'm 38 years old. I'll be 38 in May. And I'm just like, that's for my kid. Like my 16 year old plays the guitar for TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's like, Ma, come do this dance. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. And she's like, please. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to. So how easy was the decision for you to get there? It was very easy. I mean, because to me, like I'm obsessed with social media in general. As a marketer, we know that this is where everything is. Now I had heard about TikTok a couple of years ago, but God didn't tell me to do it until you know, the 2020. And so it was easy to decide to try to do it, but it was not easy to actually do it because you got all these buttons and features on the TikTok app. And so I felt like I was 90 years old trying to get you know, <laughs> I did it for months because I was like, what is going on? I can't figure this out, you know? And so I had to do all this research and post all these really bad videos in order to like really learn it. But like to do it was was easy. But of course, in the midst of 2020, you know, to like consistently do something that was new that wasn't producing fruit per se. Revenue. That was mm-hmm. the challenge of how do I because with TikTok, you can't halfway show up. If you're gonna show up, mm-hmm. you have to show up on TikTok. And so emotionally I was battling because of everything that happened in last year or whatever. But I just kept going, no, this if this is what he's saying, I've got to press because what if this is my moment? What if this is my moment for something that is coming that I don't know? And I didn't know it was going to be my moment, but I just kept in the back of my mind, this could be my moment. And the more I kept producing content, then he was like, now create the course. And I'm like, what? And then I started getting requests to do podcasts from people that I've always wanted to be on their podcast, but they had never heard of me until TikTok. TikTok. But that was months later. And so the more that started happening, it was like, okay, this really is that thing. So then I just kept on and kept on and kept on. So now, but it wasn't easy in the beginning by any means. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I know that my girls that are going to be listening to this, those on my team uh, are going to be like, okay, uh, are you convinced now? Because we told you a long time ago uh, to get your butt there. So I, and I appreciate all that TikTok does because when I have done it, like I've got a client right now on retainer from one video that showed up in her for you page. I can't remember what I was talking about, but it was something business related, something about a website or something. And she was like, oh, boom, paid consultation straight from the TikTok. And I've been, you know, Cause I don't have a thousand followers on TikTok, So I've been doing it the janky way where you switch to the creator, oh, the use the song. And this is probably legal, but then you go back to the business account <laughs> with the link. I'm gonna keep doing it until somebody, <laughs> That's hilarious. But, you know, I was like, Oh, okay. They were like, Hey, it works. Just do it. And I'm like, okay. Then I saw mm-hmm. King and I was like, well, maybe I ain't saying I ain't promising. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> And y'all don't don't do what Kay does, okay? Because I want you to understand. I'm gonna let Kenya tell you just what ha- she already told you. There's a course created. It took her from having to create websites and stuff. I I used to design websites. I know what a pain that is. Mm-hmm. So it has allowed her to create a different type of revenue for her business that I'm sure she yeah. enjoys. A course in itself is like gold. So if you are looking for, I got a text from a client, one of my wedding uh, planners. Her team took her to TikTok over a weekend. She had 2,000 followers, luxury weddings, people booking her. So the power is there. So yes, Kay is a digital marketer. Yes, Kay should have her butt there. Yes, I'm making jokes. It's funny. But seriously, you need to consider, you know, doing something. Instagram, I can do Instagram because I've been on Instagram. I've mastered mm-hmm. Instagram. I know what ha- Instagram is a pain in my butt, just like it's a pain in yours with algorithm changes and stuff like that. <laughs> but Instagram is monetized in a different way outside of my services. For TikTok, if you are looking for a way, and I'm going to say this even though I am not there, and can you, you can tell me yeah or no when I'm done. If you're just getting started, you have been struggling for visibility on other platforms, it is very hard right now. If you're trying to do something and you have not had a strong social presence, I'm not going to tell you to go to Instagram because it's going to be hard. Okay. This is the reality of where we are. But if you need something that's fun to do, because it is fun to create for TikTok, it's not easy, but it is fun. If you need something that's fun to do, doesn't require you to be all dolled up. You can, if you want to, but you can talk in a minute, you can communicate in a minute message, just enough to get somebody's attention. You need to be considering this platform. This is not just for the 16 year old. Like I said, there are businesses, not just Kenya, but I watch women all day long kill this platform. And it's funny because a month ago, we were all about TikTok. Oh, I'm gonna do this. And these women that I connected with a month ago, I go back and those that have been consistent, 100,000, 200,000 people connecting Mm -hmm. with them, orders. So there's absolutely potential. If you can get over yourself and actually get in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah, TikTok TikTok is changing everything. Like uh, everything is changing the short form video content, period. Everything is changing. Like TikTok is like, I encourage people to do 15 second videos. Instagram reels came about because of TikTok mm-hmm. and you can do uh, 15 seconds to 30 second videos on reels. Pinterest pins is the same thing. Short video. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. YouTube shorts, LinkedIn stories, Facebook stories. Everything is about Twitter flights. All of it. Exactly. Short video clips. And so what people have a moment in time where they get an opportunity to be on the front end of this trend. 
trend, right? People think it's just dancing or being goofy on TikTok. But those of us that are there, we know differently as business people. We're uh, we're watching everything explode because we're we're the ones there that were doing things every single day. And so I encourage people, my clients and everybody listening, that it's not the time to like think that, oh, it's going to go away. I'm just going to stay where I am on this, the platform that I love, you've got to adjust. You've got to shift because if you are on Instagram and looking at reels and you're loving some of this content, well, most of the content came from TikTok. Exactly, has come from TikTok. The ideas, the sounds, filters you're seeing, it's all coming from TikTok. And so it's important to learn that because it's not going away. They made $500 million in revenue last year from ads alone. Crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Now- A bit of a personal question. Are you a part of the Creator Fund? I've heard mixed reviews. Um, I'm not. I joined the Creator Fund when they first came out and I was making like a dollar, two dollars a day or whatever, but I watched my views tank. Mm. Now that's not the case for everybody, but that's what happened to me. And I know that a lot of brands work with me my engagement is high, my numbers are high. And I'm like, I'm making way more from brands than I am from the Creator Fund. So I just left the fund. Yep, see, and I've heard that. I just, I'll pay you. Yes. <laughs> I just had to ask because I've heard that it'll get to a 10,000, whatever the number was. So you can be a part of a creative fund. And I'm like, mm, I don't know, because like you said, I got brands that pay quite a bit more yeah, than exactly. what I see this. So not really worth it. Okay. So y'all King and I have talked about a lot. We've unpacked a whole lot. And I don't know about you, but she's very interesting. Um, Very intriguing. And I'm not saying that to be funny. Like I love connecting with other women that know who they are, know what they want out of life and don't allow things to stop them from getting it. Kenya is more than her TikTok. Y'all, you have to go check out her website. She just told me she's traveling to Laguna Beach to go to a conference and speak. So I'm really jealous, (laughs) but she lives in California, so she can do Uh (laughs) She can do that. But I want you guys to go and connect with Kenya and watch her, you know? And if you see her doing something that you need some help with, then engage her in a paid consultation because I think it's worth your time. I think it is worth having someone that has already went through the trenches, especially if you're talking about you want to explore TikTok, there's a course on our website. You know, she'll leave information here and I'll link to it in the show notes. So if you're listening on any podcast, you just click the link and it'll take you straight to the course, Mm -hmm. pay for the course, get in it, explore how she can help you. And this is from a digital marketer and a business consultant, you really need these tools in your business. And I know we talked a lot about boundaries and personal stuff, but the reality is, is that we've only connected because I was able to see her and be intrigued by her online. Like, that's it. Um, And you can do the same thing. She just said she's going on conference with Sarah Jacobs Roberts. And who you say? Christy? Listen, sis, I don't know, you know, I don't know about you, (laughs) but if I had a moment (laughs) to sit in a room with Sarah Jakes Roberts and Kris Jenner, you know, just based off of what I was doing online, you know, listen, and I'm sure she's being compensated well for that. And that's an opportunity that she got because she was visible, not scared to show up every single day and do Mm -hmm. the work that it takes in order to push herself. She's not waiting on anybody to come to her. She's been all over these press platforms, Essence, and Mm -hmm. y'all have to go and see 
what it is and follow her to understand that this is real and this is what you should be doing. So Kenya, if you wouldn't mind, tell the ladies how to find you. Yeah, for sure. So the number one way you guys can engage with me is, of course, is on Instagram at Kenya Kelly. Uh, if you want to check me out, on, well, everything is Kenya Kelly. So it's KenyaKelly.com. Kenya Kelly, everything. That way you never have to figure out what is her name again? Kenya Kelly. Mm-hmm. Love it. And that's K-E-E-N-Y-A. Yes. No E in Kelly. Not at the end of Kelly. K-E-L-L-Y. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been so much fun. Yay, I'm sure we could try to figure out a follow-up conversation because girl, you went into some stuff and I was like, okay, don't go there because we're going to be here all day. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that offline. Ladies, go connect with Kenya. Thanks for listening to the show today and Kenya will chat in just a few. All right. Yay. Bye guys. Bye guys. If you loved this episode, Kay wants to know, please subscribe if you haven't already and leave us a five-star review telling us what you loved and what your takeaways were. By leaving your review, it helps us to continue to provide awesome content and book guests that you love and want to hear from. And as a token of our appreciation for your review, we want to send you a gift. Kay's compiled a list of her favorite resources that help keep her balanced, focused, energized, and sane, and she wants to send it to you. To get a copy of Kay's favorite things, leave us a review, take a screenshot of it, and email it to podcast at kaywhitaker.com, and we'll send it right over. It's that simple. Until the next episode, be sure to connect with Kay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at kaywhitaker. This conversation has been great, and we can't wait to see you on the next episode.